challenge for 2017 is that we would be together, that we would gather together, we would grow together, and we would go together, that we would be unified in purpose and in life. That's what it means to be together. I want to share with you this morning uh, what we are about as a church. This is a presentation we use to depict uh, how we carry out what God has called us to do. We call it the house diagram. It is a visual to help us understand what we are about as a church and so a lot of us are visual learners I want you to see this um, there'll also be what I present in the next 10 minutes will also be posted I think on our Facebook page later in the week you can look at it or others who haven't seen this but most of this you have known but this is a visual to help you understand what we are about as a church our mission comes from God and it is to make disciples Jesus as he was leaving the earth uh, before he ascended he gave the great commission to the disciples and he said go and make disciples of all nations our mission is to make disciples and in fact when we depict this on the house diagram the triangle is pointing up because it depicts that that mission comes from God. It's not our mission. It's God's mission. It's non-negotiable. We believe as a church <clears throat> that disciples are made uh, within a community. And we choose to use the imagery of that community being a family. Okay, and so that's why it's a it's a house. It denotes a family. Uh, in fact, our slogan as a church is a family of God for your family. We believe that's a great depiction of who we are as a community of believers at First Baptist Huntington. There are certain things that define us. And so in our house there are walls and there's a foundation. Uh, it's not just a roof, even though making disciples is an overarching purpose uh, that dictates everything that we do there are walls to our house there are certain things that define us as First Baptist Huntington um, some of those things uh, we are multi-generational we believe it's healthy for a family to have all generations and for all generations to be valued um, we also believe that there needs to be a strategic focus on children and youth. Just like in most families, the critical time is when the children are being raised and that their children being raised require a lot of energy and attention. And, um, and so we believe as a church there needs to be a strategic focus on children and youth. We um, also are Baptist, Huntington First Baptist Church. And so there are certain biblical convictions 
that we have. In fact, if you take the, the letters of Baptist, it kind of gives you some of the things that we believe that are core values, biblical convictions, that we believe the Bible is our source uh, of authority. We believe in the autonomy of the local church, the priesthood of the believer, tithing as the means, the standard of God's giving and the means by which God funds what He does in this place. We believe in the immersion, the dunking under the water of new believers. We believe in the security of the believer. As they say, once saved, always saved. And that final T uh, speaks of the testimony that our testimony is to be the primary thrust of the church, evangelism. Uh, we also believe as a church that uh, dis making disciples is a process. And so we have developed an in a streamlined, intentional, three-step process to say we're going to focus our energy on these things so that we know we are doing the one thing that God has told us to do. The first step or level uh, we talk about is the friend level. At the friend level, we gather. In fact, this morning is a time that the church family gathers together. In fact, our primary time of gathering is Sunday mornings at 1050 normally, unless it's like Christmas or New Year's Day like this year. It is a time that the church family comes together and we worship God together just as we've already done this morning and we do every Sunday. It's a very significant time. This time is just a front door to our church. And many people will come here for the first time and they will be a part of this family gathering. And it's very important. But it's only a starting point. The second step or level is what we call uh, the follower level. It is at this level that we talk about growing. And so if at the first level we gather together at the second level we grow together we do this primarily in um, small group bible studies what we call life group sunday mornings at 9 30 normally except christmas and new years when it falls that way uh, this is a time that the the larger church is broken down into smaller units and we study god's word together and we develop relationships together in a small group and we grow together and we believe this is very significant. In fact, we kind of describe it. In fact, it's part of the imagery of the Lord's Supper is that sitting down at a family table to, and eating together. And so what do we, what do we eat? We, we, we nourish our hearts and our souls on the Scriptures. And so when we come to small group Bible study, to life groups, we study God's Word. But we, not all of our groups, but many of our groups sit around a table just like a family that was eating a meal. And so uh, sometimes we use a plate as a symbol of this stage that it's when we come together and we have a balanced diet and you know there's something significant when you sit down and you eat with someone at a table there there's a connection there now you realize this morning we in the large group we sit in pews and y'all all look up here but when we meet in our life groups most of our life groups we turn towards each other and it's as if we're sitting at a family table and so we're studying god's word and we're developing relationships. But that's not the starting, the stopping point. The third step is what we call the family level. And our verb 
at the family level is this is where we go. That we serve and we minister. We do evangelism. We do missions. Uh, We become, the symbol here is the hands and the feet. That we put our, what we have learned and, and what we've taken from the nourishment of the family meal and we go out and we serve how God has called us and we make an impact on the world. In fact, we, we symbolize at this level a heart that goes out and brings pay, people back in the front door of the church, as it were. And this is just a depiction if it helps you visualize what we are about as a church. But at this level, we, we go out and we bring people back in the front door. Hmm. Uh, this is all good. Well, okay, if you're a staff member here today, let me go back and re- go. Okay, so I missed Wednesday nights. <laughs> uh, not only at the friend level do we gather in s- Sunday morning worship, but also our children and youth because there's a strategic emphasis on them. They also meet on Wednesday nights. Also at the family level, at the friend level, large group, the follower level, small group but at the family level we believe there needs to be one-on-one deeper relationships that are developed at that level uh how do we really know though that people are being made into disciples how do we know that people are growing well when i was a kid they denoted that I was growing by taking me to my my closet door in my bedroom and putting a ruler on my head and marking on the wall and writing the date. This is how tall Daryl is now. It was kind of a... But we were probably the only ones that ever did that, right? Nobody else has ever done that. But anyhow, that's it, we're kind of a crazy, quirky family. So... Um, there are certain indicators or markers that denote, just like on those, we might think of a ruler, that we are growing. In fact, we as a church have identified 12 marks, identifying marks to say this is an indication that a person is becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. They were... We saw him in the life of Jesus. He was teaching his disciples and they were demonstrated by the early church. There's 12 of them that we've identified. The first is a genuine salvation experience. You can't be a disciple until Jesus, what Jesus said to Nicodemus, you are born again. There must be a genuine salvation experience in which Jesus takes over our life and transforms us. We don't just in our own energy become a disciple by doing these things. No, we have to be changed. And that's a genuine salvation experience. The second is baptism. That the followers of Jesus, as Jesus commanded, identify to him by an outward public presentation of baptism to say, yes, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. The third is a student of the word. A disciple is one who is listening to, reading, memorizing, studying, Uh, meditating on and doing the Word of God. A disciple is one who is a student of the Word. Fourthly, a disciple is one who is devoted to prayer, spending time daily, weekly, in communication, communion with the Father, 
talking and listening to him, devoted to prayer. The fifth is committed to community, that we are giving of our time and our energy to develop relationships within the family of God, that I am, I'm in, I'm developing relationships, I'm connected, I'm committed to community. The sixth would be death to self, that I have surrendered my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The seventh is a disciple demonstrates love. Um, Giving to meet the needs of others sacrificially, unconditionally, and practically meeting the needs of others. Um, A servant's heart. The eighth is a servant's heart. Sorry, I had a moment there. It means that I'm not focused on myself, but I'm focused on others, a servant's heart. A disciple is also one who is a giver, one who is giving of their time, their talents, and their financial resources for the building of God's kingdom. A disciple is a witness. It's one who is testifying of what Jesus has done uh, with their mouth and through their life, their actions. Uh, a disciple is one who is resilient. That means when life knocks you down, a disciple is one who gets up and never gives up. I will follow Jesus. A disciple is resilient. And then finally, a disciple is a reproducer, is one who is investing in the life of others, hmm, who will invest in the life of others, who will invest in the life of others, and on and on and on in a strategic and practical way, investing Uh, in others to grow them up so that someday when we're gone they will do the same thing and the kingdom will continue to be built and spread Paul in Ephesians 4.13 says this process the goal of it is to become like him or as Paul puts it in Ephesians 4.13 that we might come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And you know the thing, this gives us a lifelong goal. <laughs> we're never gonna we're never gonna fully meet all twelve marks in, in their in their fullness. But every day we are pursuing a disciple is one who is growing to the point where they are uh, coming to the measure of the of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Um, this is what we're about as a church. And it may be a little overwhelming to you, but it is a visual depiction of what we are about, what our goal is, how we're going to do it, and how we're going to know we're going to do it. And so, if in 2017 we are to be unified in purpose then we have to know what are we doing what are we about we are not boxing aimlessly as a church we have a process a purpose uh, it's intentional it's streamlined this is what God has called us to do and uh, so as we're together uh, I want you to understand and I wanted us to understand from January 1st of 2017 what it means 
for us to be together, unified in purpose. In the weeks to come, we'll continue to talk about that, and we'll also be talking about unified in life. Um, Some of this is depicted in church. If you walk down the long hallway this morning, the 12 marks a disciple covering the windows. Maybe in your life group, the 12 marks a disciple with scriptures are there. Uh, This presentation will be on Facebook, and so you can kind of go back and review that. Uh, and we can talk about it. It's something as a church member that you ought to be able to kind of go through in your mind. No, I know, I know what we're about. And that our prayer is that 2017, God would bring us together. That we would gather together, we would grow together, and we would go together. In fact, if you can't remember the house diagram, <laughs> just remember that. That we gather together, we grow together. And we go together. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to reinforce that language. Uh, there's T-shirts. Cricket has a T-shirt. Byron has a T-shirt. Uh, I think we're taking orders for T-shirts. $5 for kids, $10 for adults. And you can buy your T-shirts. Um, there's other things that we're going to be talking about, uh, about joining together. I'm going to ask us to stand this morning. <clears throat> Um, This morning the altar is open. Byron and I will be at the front. Um, Our prayer for today is that today would be a start of unifying us in purpose and in life. As you have decisions to make, I'll be at the front. Byron will be at the front. You can come to the altar to begin to pray. It may relate to something in the Lord's Supper. It may be putting the past behind you. It may be about the future. Um, But this is our time. And so uh, Brother Shane's going to lead us. Mm -hmm.